Hello, welcome to Frank Fire Fridays. This is Father Patrick Bykowskis broadcasting from St. Dominic Priory in St. Louis, Missouri. And as usual, I've got a prayer from one of the listeners, and this one is very appropriate given the reflection I'm going to be offering on the readings for this Sunday. Let us pray. God, gently remind me that how I treat every single person today matters. Help me give true kindness to all who cross my path and to see all interactions as a chance to pass on Christ's love as simple as one candle reaching out to light another. Also appropriate is that reference to candle that today is candle mass day i didn't think about that uh i'm recording this on friday uh february 2nd and the the reflection i'm going to be offering is for the readings of this weekend i'm not going to read them all the thing is is that i am actually reflecting on all three of the readings for Sunday. So I urge you to at least um, maybe, uh, since I'm not going to read all the readings, to, to take a glance at these. The, the readings are, for, the first reading is from the, the, the book of Job, chapter 7. The second reading is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 9. And the gospel reading is from the end of the first chapter of Mark. And of course, you'll, you'll hear references to these readings in, in my reflection. And uh, it starts with uh, mentioning something from the book of Job. You know, we, and of course, we all know that you know, there's a lot of lamentation in the book of Job. It has a good ending. Uh, but, you know... There's a lot of anguish that we experience uh, in reading Job. Um, we get to this sense that Job's saying, well, what is what does my life really matter? What's the point? And maybe de depression or traumatic event are not necessarily in a part of our life, but I'm, I'm sure it is in some. But I do suspect that sometimes boredom or lack of focus can be present in a lot of our lives. And it is something that might make us feel kind of low. There can be a lot of causes, and yet often enough, it is simply an attitude towards our life that we are just trying to maintain. And that can make our feelings and faith go kind of flat. We, we seriously misunderstand our faith if we see it in terms of just getting by. If that is what it is all about, well, it's likely that it's going to become rather dull. You know, perhaps at times the younger ones among us catch on to this. They, they sense a sort of staleness about our religion and practices. <laughs> I've heard more than once, oh, mass is so boring. Well, surely we're not going to find much in the way of entertainment at mass, especially if we compare it to dozens of channels on our home screens. And 
Besides, why would one expect something really new or slick from our ancient and sacred practices, which, which are often marked mostly by tradition and a very intentional desire for the Holy Mass to be. But I also think young people are onto something else. There is not much intensity or urgency in a community whose primary concerns are managing relationships to God and maintaining its existence. Is the church doing a good job of sharing the powerful message of Jesus Christ or is it just concerned with itself? And I would like to think that the Eucharistic revival which is going on in our country is trying to make some sort of reality to the the need that we have to be proclaiming the message of Jesus Christ and not just trying to maintain the buildings that we have. Now, St. Paul, on the other hand, boy, he is absolutely driven to write and speak of Jesus and Jesus's revelations. This is what Paul says. I am under compulsion and have no choice. I am ruined if I do not preach it. That's what Paul says in the reading for this weekend. Paul's faith means so much to him that Paul is willing to be the slave of all, to be all things to all people in order to win them over. For Paul, faith is definitely not something marked by boredom or a lack of focus. We, in contrast, can seem hounded by doubts. We ask ourselves, is it really that big a deal that people believe in Jesus? Does it matter very much to us if our children drift away from our faith? Isn't one religion just as good as another? Aren't there even theologians who say that conversions and proselytism are all wrong-headed? Well, if our faith is something that really does not make a very big difference, if it is actually not crucial that we or others believe, no wonder it seems boring to some of us. Anything we don't care much about can't be very interesting. The things we do care about, we inevitably talk about. A student once when I produced told me something like this. He said, Father, if you love someone or something deeply enough, you can't wait to tell others. You want to share it with everyone you meet. You know they are missing something if they do not have it and believe it too. Oh, that's a pretty good message there. Paul's drivenness is as understandable as what this student told me. Both are passionate about declaring their love. If faith is real, it seeks expression. It will communicate and profess. It will have the energy of passion. But faith cannot be real for us if it is not allowed into our world. A relationship with Christ that is squeezed into a, few on, a pew on Sunday may feel kind of cozy at first, but is it going to endure or will it become tired and confining? Could this be one of the reasons why we see in the Gospel of Mark these, these encounters with Jesus Christ over a range of of life experiences. First, we find Jesus leaving the synagogue to enter into the into people's lives. 
into their community, into their families, and he walks and he lives with his friends, even their in-laws, which we hear in the gospel reading today. That is where you find Jesus Christ. He is very much in relationship. And then, second, he is never far from pain and illness. He takes the hand of Simon's mother-in-law. He helps bring her up as her fever leaves her. Other people with disease and injuries call out for his touch, and he responds, even though this was not his major work. Jesus always seemed to have time for those on the margins. And third, he is found in the lonely place. Mark says here that the desert is where he finds solitude. At other times, he was on the mountaintop. But, it is, it is, but as it is with his appearance in relationships and the wound of the world, Jesus maintains this time of quiet and prayer, this time with God, as a major part of his life. The Son of God needed to be away and pray. What does that say about our own needs? Our practice of faith, our discipleship has to be the same. Jesus not only transforms our secluded moments, our intimacies, and our social, our social compassion, he lives there, and his presence is a matter of supreme importance. For in our own human solitude, we find not isolated brokenness, we discover a fortress that is our relationship to God. Our friends are not diversions. They give life in God, flesh and blood. The call of the marginalized is not supremely some problem to solve or avoid. It is an invitation to the power of love. Let us pray that our love for all people is fierce and abundant. God bless you all.